Good morning on this Tuesday morning and welcome to another of our devotionals. On this morning, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We are still continuing with the thought of to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. The work of God both in this natural world and in the spiritual world. Everything moving to a climax to bring everything and reconcile everything in Christ. The scripture says, as we read in Ecclesiastics chapter 3 verse 1, to everything there is a season. And in the book of Genesis, God begins every season as far as this earth is concerned and the timing when man was created and everything that will be attached to him or will be involved in his life up until the time of the establishing of the kingdom of God here on this earth. So to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 14, God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And of course, we've got the 12 hours of the day and 12 hours of the night, according to Jesus in uh, the book of uh, uh, John in chapter 11. And he says, let these lights be signs for seasons. And the word signs basically are, let them be the beacons or the signals or the monuments or the evidence or the marking of a miracle uh, or a token. And for day and for years. So the seasons are provided for us by the rotation of what takes place in the universe and the planets and the earth and all these things that are revolving amongst each other. And they are so exact that they can actually calculate time as far back as they can go with it as to what was where and when because of it. But that word that is used there uh, for seasons is the word appointed. It is a different word than the word that we were talking about in the book of Ecclesiastics, to everything there is a season. That word there, it means also an appointment, but it is a different word that is used, and it is also the same word in Genesis for an appointment. In other words, something that has been set up I want to emphasize the word appointment because all of us are familiar with it. Whether we have an appointment with a doctor, an appointment for a job, or an appointment for an interview, an appointment for something. We know that it is a set time of a day, a set time of an hour, and all of us are familiar with that. Well, God has put the seasons and the days and the years and the nights and all these things so that they can be a reminder for us that he is working things in cycles. Now, when God approached Abraham and Sarah concerning her bringing forth and being uh, conceiving Isaac, this is what it says in Genesis 18:14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of the span of life. Now, interestingly here, the 
word that is used for the appointed time, it's talking about those set cycles of whether it's spring, winter, summer, or fall. But then it uses the word according to the time of life. And that that winds up being the word that is just a little bit different. But it winds up being uh, basically him saying to us uh, the time that belongs to one's life, one living. And Sarah shall have a son. Now, when we go to the book of Exodus in chapter 9, verse 5, it says... And the Lord appointed a set time. This is the same word that is used for Genesis concerning the seasons. A set time saying tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. In other words, there was going to be something happening in the land concerning the uh, the the plagues that were going to be happening, the, the judgments that were coming upon uh, Egypt. And in the book of Numbers, in chapter 9, verse 2, it says, Let the children of Israel also keep the Passover at the appointed season. So once again, we see these words that are being used concerning the time and the appointed time and to everything there is a purpose under the heaven. God is talking about I have given you a calendar for your harvest time, for your civics time. I've given you a calendar for that which is spiritual, uh, involving all the appointed times that I have given you for all your feasts. But you also have another calendar that you go by. And that is when you, when you start reading the book of Exodus and Numbers, you wind up seeing that Two names are given for two different things, but yet it's the same period of time because God changed it on them. And in the book of Numbers chapter 9 verse 3, it says, In the 14th day of this month at the evening, you shall keep it, it in his appointed season according to all the rites of it and according to all the ceremonies thereof you shall keep it. So he's talking about what he appointed for us as far as the sun and the moon. That is one way of guiding us of where we are. But then he has his set times of to everything there is a purpose, to everything there is a season. Now God parallels the times and the seasons to coincide with his time and his timing for us, the mankind, and also for our individual lives as Christians. Now, here's an example. Let's take Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He says, The Spirit of the Lord has come upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised. In verse 19, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then in verse 20, it says, And he closed the book, he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And all the eyes of the people that were there were fastened in the synagogue on him. And in verse 21, and he, Jesus, began to say unto them, This day, this scripture is full, 
those of you that have been following, is fulfilled in your ears. Now, to understand the meaning of that, if we understand that Jesus was anointed after he had gone into the desert, being led by the Spirit and came out in the power of the Holy Ghost, we begin to understand that it was an appointed season and time for him specifically to receive the anointing, just like the the priest and the high priest uh, of Aaron's uh, lineage, the Levites, were appointed to be anointed with oil at a specific time as they entered into the ministry and the work of God. Now, Scripture says in Isaiah 10.27, And it shall come to pass in that day, very specific, that his burden shall be taken away from, uh, from off thy shoulder, and his yoke off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Follow through with this. In the book of Acts, in chapter 10, in verse 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. But yet Isaiah in chapter 61 verse 1, so this is 700 years before Jesus read that text out loud in the synagogue and said, this day this verse is fulfilled in your ears. In other words, God's timing and season. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prisons to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Now, this is important, and tomorrow as we get into it a little bit more, in the book of uh, 1 John, in chapter 2, verse 20, and 1 John, chapter 2, verse 27, the scripture says, But you have an unction from the Holy Ghost, or from the Holy One, and you know all things. And the anointing which you shall receive or which you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Now, here is a translation from the Amplified. It says, but you hold a sacred appointment. You have been given an unction. You have an anoint you have been anointed by the Holy One and you know all truth. In other words, even that which is to come. And then in verse 27, it says, But as for you, the sacred appointment, the unction, the anointing which you received of him abides permanently in you, so that you have no need that anyone should instruct you. But just as his anointing teaches you concerning everything and is true and no falsehood, so you must abide and live, never depart, rooted in him, knitted to him, just as his anointing has taught you. We will continue the same thought tomorrow and explain a little bit more. Until then, give thought to what you have received today in Jesus' name. Amen.